Sick and tired of hearing about those men smashing it every single day on this podcast? Yeah, me too, I guess. Uh, so I present to you the one and only Abigail Andre, who is capturing the hearts and minds of thousands of people, and not just women, with her insightful and really informative short videos and social media game, which is just a testament to this very fact. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter where you're from. You can do whatever you put your mind to. She Talks Cars, which Abigail is the person behind and has just done an amazing job with this page and this account and all this content that comes out of She Talks Cars uh, was born in 2020 out of a real frustration that was familiar, that was very kind of common to many women who love cars. And that's a feeling that this car space is a man's world. And Abigail's mission is to empower women to feel comfortable and confident in choosing, buying, and of course, looking after your car. But since then, um, men, women, and people from all backgrounds tune in to watch her awesome videos. And I am so, so delighted to have her on this podcast. Get ready, guys. Grab some popcorn and look forward to the interview. Don't let it affect you. What matters is what you think of yourself. What matters is that you know that's not true. And uh, sometimes I just couldn't get things. And I think, well, what is my actual talent? My talent's talking. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, but I didn't see that as a thing. Just keep trying different things. It's not comfy, right? It's not a sofa. It's a cactus that you sat on. And with that in mind, we're on episode number 25, 30 maybe. Um, and I'm so, so happy to welcome Abigail onto the podcast today, talk about her story, uh, what she does, and also hopefully some tips and advice for young people out there who want to try and get out there a little bit more and put their name out there. So, um, Abigail, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. It's great no, to be it's here. it's absolutely my pleasure. I've been following you for a while, actually. Um, your videos are amazing. Uh, what you've got out there on social media is so cool and so inspiring and I've been thinking you know what god I've got to have you on like at some point soon because uh what you do is just so so cool um but before we go into all that um I want to kind of just just give people who uh, will be listening at some point later on just give us an idea as to what you do what you're about and uh, your amazing social media platform okay so I'm many things but in this breath she talks cars is my handle but my my real name's abigail uh people think it's she talks scars but it's not i talk about cars and uh i'm 28 uh, i am an entrepreneur outside of the automotive space but this is my passion so i review cars i talk about car news i am the consumer champion when it comes to uk cars and car driving and issues that surround that so that's what i do and i love my community and i feel very blessed very privileged to to be doing what I love. And um, how did it all how, how did it all start for you? How did it all start? Okay, well, I'll take you back to the beginning, which was only summer last year. Um, and I have got a particular vehicle, which I won't name, but the, the car is was brand new, kept breaking down. I kept getting loads of courtesy cars, and I mean some absolutely amazing cars, top spec, DVD, you know, screens in the, in the back, headrest, stuff like that, you know, like, 
absolutely beautiful cars. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I know loads about cars. I love cars. And I keep getting all these amazing cars. And I kind of wanted to make the best out of a bad situation. So I started to review cars as a hobby. No idea, like, about how you're meant to present or anything like that. Like, it was just literally for fun and also to help people. Because I used to work for uh, Volkswagen Group uh, Customer Service Head Office. So... I've got a lot of knowledge around cars from a manufacturer's perspective. If things go wrong, warranty and things like that. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to create some synergy with the two. So I did. And it just, it, it, it went, you know, quite well at first. And then I stopped because I had two operations on my legs. So I couldn't walk or drive for a little bit. And then obviously after lockdown, things started to, to reopen back up. And I got quite busy with business stuff. And then last five months the last five months I started to take it seriously and it's just I don't know it's gone from strength to strength and I really can't complain I feel very blessed so yeah that's a whistle stop tour of how it started that's amazing I mean just just looking back at how it's exploded over the last couple of months what would you say um, has been the number one or top three things that you think have led to that kind of success so far okay um Oh, that's a good question. So what I would say, in my opinion, is definitely uh, authenticity. I think that being authentic is very important and just being yourself. And I think that people can tell that and also your intention. So Simon Sinek, what's your why? My why was never to make money from this. It was literally to help people and to have fun. And that's still the mission. So I think that as well I think that it, it naturally gains momentum when you love something and you put energy into it obviously it's a law that when you put energy into something you will get the same energy back maybe not in that project but in something so that's just what happened and also um willingness to put things out there and not be bothered if it if it wasn't perfect or um wasn't to my standard I've got no fear about putting things out there and testing things and if it goes great great and if it doesn't I've learned I'll do something else so I think there's that kind of in the mix too have you um have you always been like the way you are right now in the sense that you know not not caring too much about you know um about money or trying to make things work successfully in the first day and having patience mm-hmm. and having authenticity having courage to put yourself out there have you always been like mm-hmm. that or has that been sort of developed over over time i'd say that i have always been like that however um, again, being authentic, so that's important to me. Um, I have grown a lot as a person over time. And I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, Mo, but I feel like I'm a different person almost every year. Like the core of me is the same, but there's that much growth going on through sometimes things in my control, sometimes things out of my control. I feel like I'm a completely different person to last year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like a, literally like an evolving transformer all the time. Like, oh, now I'm this version. Yeah version 2.0 version 3.0 you know i think i think a lot of people kind of struggle with this idea of who am i but i think we forget that we're Mm -hmm. always changing and transforming and becoming better versions of ourselves like when i was when i was going through i was going through like a couple of years ago now with my horrible job and whatever else um i was like massively Mm -hmm. overweight and i was like i was eating food wow yeah I i was pretty chunky and um yeah yeah it was it was it was kind of one of those things where I kind of realized, like, looking back now, um, I became someone else in the process, but I'm still me, mm-hmm. right? I've still got, you know, yeah. my insecurities and my anxieties and my frustrations and my worries, 
but I'm also someone who loves cars mm-hmm. and I've got, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still a loving husband and, you know, it, it's, but it's, it's kind of, um, you kind of become better versions of yourself as a result of those tribulations, right? Definitely. It's, um, it's amazing. Um, did you, was it hard to get over what, what many go through when it comes to social media, which is this fear of being judged, right? Cause I know I went through this, like when I was starting off, right? You know, this idea, if I put this post out there or this video out there, no one's going to like it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get any likes for it. And people, you know, people might think I'm stupid. Like, did you kind of ever have that kind of fear in you? Um, can I be honest? The word fear is a bit of an illusion. Mm-hmm. So forget everything and rise. So fear is naturally the ego saying, hang on a minute, we don't know if this is safe or not. Hmm, I don't know, let me think about that. And the more that you think, the anxiety wells up and, you know, those particular chemicals start to flow that tell you, no, no, don't do it. So I can fight through that quite well. Um, but yeah, I still get it. I'm not going to lie and say, you know, I don't ever get it. But I just think, oh, do you know what, Abigail's do it. Then I've done it and then it's done then and then what can I do? But yeah, of course. Um, I actually was a fashion designer, um, for four years. Um, and I never actually aligned my, you know, the brand grew very, very well in the space, but I never actually aligned myself too much with the brand because fear of judgment. And that's me being frank. And I've never actually spoken to anybody about that. But, um, yeah, it's a lesson that I've learned. It wasn't so much that I cared if people liked me or not. I was just bothered about would it affect my brand. And this is my evolution. I don't care. (laughs) As long as I'm authentic, as long as I'm doing what I love, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, of course, there's an element of there was a time where I, I didn't feel like that. I've always not really cared what people think, but it was a business decision that was the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's 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 amazing because I I come across a lot whereby people. And I'm sure there are legitimate reasons why you don't do certain things Mm. because of the brand. But to what degree can that often be used as a reason for not taking action, right? In the sense that, you know, um, what is brand really? It's about what people think of you. And I guess to a certain I mean, I guess what you're saying, unless I'm mistaken, is as long as you're authentic and you're true to yourself, right, and you're being honest, then quite frankly, I mean, your brand will develop almost as like a reflection of who you are as a person. Is that is that how you see it? Yeah, and you've got right. What's really important to, to not forget here is it's about being happy and being happy whether or not you've got 40,000 followers, 100,000 followers, a million followers. If you're not being true to yourself, you've created your own hell. You've created your own prison. I had like 40,000 followers in an international uh, business but I felt that I couldn't stay and do certain things, even though I wasn't doing anything wrong. But because of the type of business, the niche that I was in, um, I felt that I'd be judged for certain things and uh, who I represent. So I just felt like I'd built a bit of my own personal cage. Don't do that. Don't make my mistake. And I think it was largely in my head. I think that we all build up this picture of what we're meant to be like, but just be yourself. Like 2021, I think everyone's realized or hoped to some degree that being yourself is cool. Being yourself is the real flex. Being yourself is the real power. And if you're listening to this and you've not really cottoned on yet, this is your sign. Just be yourself because the right people will gravitate 
And if they do, great. If they don't, great. You need to let go of the outcome sometimes. You know what? It's so true, right? I mean, in this kind of day and age of social media, I guess to a certain degree, people also expect immediate gratification. And um, I'm not sure if you went through this, but there's so much patience required. Now, I mean, I had a had a guest on a couple of weeks ago and I saw my patients and how it takes like it takes it takes months, if not years, right, to build up enough enough leverage and brand awareness, right, to, to command certain things. But I guess in this day it's 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 people expect to put a post out there and then expect a thousand likes or a thousand followers, you know. And um I guess I guess that's that that can be quite hard to it can be quite hard to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. No, I understand. But then you've got to always remind yourself of your why and the reason why. If your intentions are good and your intentions are to have fun and help others, does it really matter if there's one or two likes? At the end of the day, likes don't equal anything, really. It's so easy to like a post. It gives me no validation. I don't care how many likes that I get. Now, I do care about the comments and engagement that I get because that means that I've provided enough value for someone to actually take time out of their busy day to say, oh, blah, 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 this is what I think. Whether I agree with it or not, even trolls, at least you took some time to share some of your energy with me. So obviously, you know, that must resonate in some way. I think you've got to kind of let go of the outcome. Patience is something I'm still learning. I'm a very impatient person. Um, I tell you the great, I'm sure you'll probably listen to him anyway, but Gary V, I listened to his yeah. stuff about patience. Yeah. Yeah. Huge fan, huge fan. Well, I want to, I want to go on to this, right? Um, trolls. Let's just talk about it, right? Um, okay. There are going to be people out there who, for whatever reason, uh, haven't got much better to do, but to sit there and just be a troll. And um, I suppose oh. it's, it's how do you, how did you overcome that? Um, can I be honest? I, from being a kid, I was quite a learner. I always had lots of acquaintances and people that I knew, but I had quite a, I don't know if you want to say a tough time at school, whatever, you know, I've, I've got the, the skin of an ogre. Like I've got such a thick skin. I really don't care. I mean, the book, uh, what's it called? Um, the art of the subtle art of not giving an F. Well, I've got the, just the art to a T pretty much because I just don't care. If you give people the power over you to validate you, then again, you've created your own personal hell. You've got to live life on your terms, what makes you happy. You can't just be thinking about other people all the time. And I think sometimes certain cultures, certain families, um, and traditions, you can feel that you have to make everybody else happy and you have to validate everyone else. Everyone else has got to like you before you even like yourself or like what you're doing. Well, that's just a one-way ticket to misery. And you've got to own your own thing. And it's just, it comes back to trolls. It's the same thing. Whether it's a troll or someone else in your life that's doubting you, a naysayer or whatever, it's all the same thing. Don't let it affect you. What matters is what you think of yourself. What matters is that you know that's not true. Me and my husband actually sometimes look for the comments and just laugh because it's so funny. Like, especially some of the things that people say to me. I don't know why. It must be quite triggering to see a woman in the space. Maybe or maybe not knowing more than you about cars and it makes you feel a bit inferior. I don't know why. That's not the intention, but it does. And some of the stuff is says hilarious. I have a right old cackle. If you get a minute, go and have a look. You know what? It's, it's, I mean, I, I, think, I think it's Gary Vee who once said this, that these people often are projecting their own, their own insecurities uh, onto you. Yeah. And it's a reflection of their own 
problems and anxieties and, and mm. not actually a reflection of your content. And um, that got me thinking about, you know, um, why people do what they do. But it's it's really, but I guess it can be quite tough. But, um, you know, having having a thick skin and, and remembering your why, remembering why you do what you do can be so, so powerful as well. Um, yeah. How did you, um, in, in terms of figuring out why it was cars for you, how did you know that this was something which you wanted to go into? Because a lot of young people kind of say, well, I get what you're saying, Mo, do what I love doing. But how do I know what I what I love doing? Because I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm in college, I'm in university, I'm doing what my dad told me to do. How do I know what is right for me? Okay. Um, well, my answer might be different to other people, but uh, I don't go out, I don't drink, I don't do anything like that. So my life is like work and uh, spending time with my very small circle um, and spending time on my own. So my answer might be different to other people's, but I'd say for anybody listening, if you're still struggling to find your thing, just let go of that expectation that you've got to have this thing, right? I've got some friends growing up, they were great at singing, dance, very academic. That was never me. I was mediocre at most things, jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. And uh, sometimes I just couldn't get things. And I think, well, what is my actual talent? My talent's talking. I don't know if you've noticed, um, but I didn't see that as a thing. Just keep trying different things and don't be afraid to try new things. Stepping outside of your comfort zone is a very good sign that you're doing something that's going to be good for your growth because growth's not comfy, right? It's not a sofa, it's a cactus that you sat on. So um, what I would say is keep trying different things. If you have got some sort of pull towards something that's a bit weird or different, go with it, explore it. Then at least you know, well, do you know what? I'm not good at that. Or do you know what? I don't enjoy that. Um, I think in this day and age now with the digital age, a lot of people like social media. Well, luckily there's loads of jobs in that now. Why don't you have a look into that? Just little things like that. It doesn't have to be so deep. You don't have to think that there's some big career path behind it. You don't have to think about how. Just decide what you like and where your passions are and then try and follow them without expectation. And I guess from your, I'm just, 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 just hearing about you and, 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 and reading about you, it, it wasn't like you woke up one morning and realized it was about cars, right? Yeah, you've actually been through various iterations in your career um and realize mm. over time that okay this is where i want to be and i guess people have a kind of perception yeah. that i've got to figure it out today i've got to know my why today and i've got to be successful by tomorrow but actually like what i found is that it's a series of making little small experiments for myself trying a billion different things and then over time, yeah. you kind of realize, oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, I like this. Um, but um, yeah, definitely getting rid of that expectation is so, so important. Um, in yeah. terms of um, uh, overcoming, obviously, being a woman um, in this space, and it's, you know, I'll just say it out there, you know, it is a space that's filled with men, but it's so, so promising to see a lot more people from uh, other ethnicities, other nationalities, but also women being in this space. When you yeah. first started out, yeah. um, did you feel at all kind of concerned or worried about that at all? No. <laughs> and I'm, I want to give a caveat to this because if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I can't relate to this and I feel differently, I am, I don't know what it is. I have got a different brain to most people. I've got ADHD and I feel like part of that is why I'm like this. It can be quite similar to autism in some ways. So 
it kind of gives you an, a bit of an edge in that term because you don't really often care what people think or it can make you entirely the other way. But um, if you're listening to this, you can kind of train yourself to let go of, of what other people think and, and, and how you perceive. You can do that. But um, going back to um, being a woman in the automotive space, I was in the automotive space before. So um, I'd probably say six years ago now I worked for, uh, like I said, Volkswagen Group Customer Service Head Office. So I was already in there and I've, I've commonly worked in male dominated industries. So I know the crack. I'm not bothered. Um, but for those that are, being a woman is a real strength in this industry because when you are different, whether it be race, uh, way from, um, gender or, or anything else, how you look, anything at all, um, it's a power because it makes you stand out. Um, it makes you different. It's your USP. And you might think that it's not a USP, but it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, the fact that I'm from Yorkshire, there's not many people from Yorkshire up north, um, talking about cars or, or, or doing this stuff. That's an edge. And I mean, I, I didn't choose that, but that's my USP. You have to start leaning into who you are and what makes you different. And that will help you to discover your passion. And also, if you want to create your own personal brand, which I'd recommend that you do, it will help you to shape that. That is so powerful. So powerful. Um, before we go on to um, social media and the brand and, and, and looking ahead, um, what kind mm -hmm. of what daily kind of practices, routines, habits do you kind of employ to kind of keep you centered focused always being of service what is it that, that you might suggest to people who kind of want to wake up tomorrow and and make a one percent change in 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 their life mm -hmm. um i think that there's a big um thing especially online uh especially now entrepreneurial cultures call um to start at, your day at 5 a.m do yoga meditate listen to sound baths then go and take a, a, you know, put your head in a bucket full of ice, you know, all these crazy things. But if you don't do that, then you're not successful. Absolute BS. Do what feels right to you. And I think it all comes back to one thing, and that's focus on being happy. If you do not like what you are doing, whether it be talking to somebody or reading something or watching something or doing something, anything at all, doesn't make you feel good, stop doing it. Do something else. Focus on what makes you feel good because what's very addictive is negative thoughts. If you've been conditioned throughout your life, not your fault, but it is your fault now to, to be able to change that. That's in your power. If throughout your life you've been conditioned to, to be in this negative cycle, whether it be anxiety because you thrive on it, then you subconsciously search it out. And then you start in this cycle. Last night you had an argument with your partner or your mum, your dad, whatever. You've woken up and you're in a really bad mood again. That's another day. Why are you carrying that on? Just leave that at the door. See you later. Focus on something that makes you feel good. That is the one thing that you need to change. That 1% thing in your life. I'm not going to tell you to get up at 5am. Sometimes I can't even get out of bed. I don't want to get up till later on in the afternoon. You can build your life to be like that. But this is what you need to start with. And everything in your life will change. doesn't matter whether you want material success, whether you want, um, you know, success in terms of, money or I don't know anything whatever success looks like to you is fine but you need to do this thing make sure that you focus on what makes you feel happy don't keep wanting those feelings of negative emotions to I don't know carry on the game momentum just literally forget about that 
focus on something that you like, whether it's singing a song or, I don't know, watching something funny on TV or ringing up your mate who, who doesn't moan, but you have a laugh with them. Just do something, just to change how you're feeling at that time. And if you do that, change your life. That's just so powerful. I mean, and I, I want to... I want to go deeper on this happiness thing because yeah. right? I think it's, it's so, so wildly misunderstood mm-hmm. in the sense that people believe that happiness is the result of getting things, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they put it on external factors. So when I when I achieve that income, or when I achieve, or when I buy that car even, or when I get this, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and but for, from what you're saying, it comes from within, right? It, it, it comes from realizing that, you know what, if you just if you just do what makes you feel happy every single day, mm-hmm. You will you will feel better, right? Um, but when did that when did that sort of needle drop or pin drop for you? Because I know people aren't often born that way. They're born to believe that it's all about it's all about working crazy hours, and it's all about you know hustle, 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 and it's all about you know um, achieving a million followers or whatever it is. Um, just 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 talk us through that moment when you realise that you know what actually it's about being of service. It's about doing what you love doing. And um, ultimately, being a little bit brave as well. Just, just talk us through, through that kind of process for you, because it sounds really, because it sounds really interesting. Okay, so it's been a journey. Like everybody, everybody's life is a journey. So I'm very spiritual. I'm Muslim, but I'm also very spiritual in the respect that I believe in things like the karmic law, the law of attraction. Uh, obviously, thoughts do create reality, and if you think that they don't, then maybe you need to think a little bit harder. I think that. Um, luck is something that we make ourselves and the whole thing I'd say from being a kid a very spiritual aunt not spiritual in the super respect but spiritual as in she was very well ahead of her time she had things like EFT she knew about the law of attraction I'm talking I was at school so I'm 29 in a few weeks Um, so it's a long time ago and um, she opened my mind to those things and then I kind of closed it and opened it and closed it and opened it but During the pandemic, when it first started, lockdown, I started to have a bit more of a spiritual awakening. I don't mean in terms of my Islam. I mean, like, in terms of thinking more about um, quantum science and happiness and things like that. I went through some things and it just, it was really strange. Just things just started to come together and I'd start to look for more things. When you start to look for things that you like, more things will come. There's a theory that every 70, if you think and hold a thought for 17 seconds, you'll start attracting more likeness to it. And you don't have to think about the how, it just happens. And I know that it does because that's what happens in my life. So um, <clears throat> I just started to go on this journey, listening to different people and taking this that I liked and, and taking that and learning from different people. And then it just started to click. I definitely say it's in the last two years. And it's still clicking, you know. I'm not fully there yet. Who knows if I'll ever be all there. Do you know what I mean? But it's a journey. And, yeah, I think a lot of people actually probably came to this realisation in lockdown because it's the only time you have on your own, nothing else going on, and you can actually think. And it's when you're alone with yourself, with no other external influence, that that spiritual awakening starts to happen because you are there with you. There's nobody else. There's no expectations. You're just there with yourself. And I think that time with yourself is very important. That's when you grow the most. I think there's no doubt that during, during this lockdown period, a lot of people have 
gone through very tough times, yeah. whether it's redundancy, losing their jobs, mm. uh, mental health. A lot of older people have struggled with the idea of not having, of not being close to their loved ones. Um, and I guess um, what would be really amazing is just kind of, if, if you could just share some thoughts on, um, for anyone who's, who's out there, who's perhaps in a place where they're constantly thinking negative things or going through a negative loop of thoughts, um, how would you suggest someone to, you know, snap out of it? How, how, what, what would you kind of recommend for, for people who are kind of having a tough time right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it depends. Some people are having a tough time because of a, a mental illness or a physical illness or something like that that's not necessarily largely in their control. So it's tough. But for those that are just having a spell and don't have, you know, some sort of... Um, how can I put it? Do I have some sort of um, illness, let's say? Um, what I'd say is to get to know yourself. Stop being afraid of getting to know you. Stop masking. Stop pretending. Just just rip the, the mask off because it, it's boring now. And if you want to go somewhere in your life, you're only going to get there if you actually know who you are. There is so much strength in knowing who you are and being self-aware and being able to admit your flaws and see them and to be able to do that kind of shadow work. Now, a way that I would suggest getting started, not in a spiritual way, but this is a psychological way, research psychology, understand your behaviours and why they're happening. If you feel triggered by a certain thing, why? You should know. You should get to a stage when you know. I mean, and eventually not be triggered. But if you can know why you're triggered by something, ah, you're on something. So understand what makes you tick and the reasons why. Because you think you're in control, but there's a lot of things going on up here that we don't know how it necessarily works, and that's in control. Things like the ego, things, the reptilian brain, all that kind of stuff. It's very deep. Get to know it. Things like the Myers-Briggs test. Have you ever done it, Mo? I have. I have, yes. What did you think of that? So, I mean, I've I've heard mixed mixed things about it. but I've never had a comparator to compare it against because that's often the most popular, well, it's, from what I know, it's the most popular way of kind of understanding how you, how you learn, how you, how you absorb things. Um, and I thought it was interesting, but um, there were parts that I thought, yeah, that makes sense. And other parts I wasn't too sure. So I'm still kind of exploring a little bit more. Okay. How many times have you done the test? Just once. Right. Try doing it a few more times. Maybe you didn't get the right thing. And um, mm. the Myers-Briggs actually devised by psychologists. And there is other things like the Enanogram and things like that. But the Myers-Briggs is based on psychology. And um, whilst it shouldn't be like your Goethe Bible, oh, yeah, this is definitely who I am, it's largely right. And it taught me some home truths. I've been doing it for years. And it taught me some home truths about myself that perhaps I didn't want to admit. So I think something like that, somebody else telling you, it's a good way to start. That starts the, the the momentum going. And then obviously you start to reflect and you become more self-aware. But self-awareness is important to any type of success. Because without being self-aware, whose life are you living? Who are you if you don't know? How can you even know your wife if you don't even know who the you is, you know? It's so true. Yeah, I, th- I think I think people aren't really aware. Just 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 going back to your yeah. social media advice and being authentic, you can only be authentic if you know who you are as a person, right? Yeah. And um, they're 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 so so linked. Um, let's go on to cars, right? Let's yeah. go on to a bit more of a, a let, let let's let's be a bit different. Um, yeah. 
I ask everyone this question, Abigail, and it's uh, this, this 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 might be a reflection of who you are. Let's find out. Um, what does what does Abigail's five car dream garage look like? Uh, Porsche Targ 4S, uh, the new one, and then I would quite like a Tesla Model Three. Interesting. Daily. That's a recent addition. Uh, we've got a, a an old Porsche 930, which I love, so that'd be in there. And then I would also have a G63 wrapped in lime green. Nice. And I don't know what else I'd have. I'd have a Defender. Really? Yeah. Do you know what? I like supercars, but I'm not all about them because I don't know. I don't know what it is, but whilst I do like supercars, I like to see them. I'm from Bradford. I've seen them so many times. Do you know what I mean? It just, I don't know. What about you? What would you have? Me? Um, so it's funny, right? Like I've got this really old banger of a, of a, of a, of a three series. Oh, I'm the thinking about the, the model. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, I've been, I've been thinking very much about the Model 3. I think, I think that the world is going towards electric, right? And the quicker that we can learn to accept that, the better, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think that, um, the, 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 I guess for me, there's a realization that electric is way forward. I've got to start making my way on it now. Um, and, I'm kind of exploring the Tesla, maybe the Kia e-Nero, maybe the VW electric range, still thinking that one through. So maybe something electric for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something like when I was a kid, my brother had a poster on his wall and it was the Lamborghini Countach, uh, right, which you okay, might yeah. remember. Um, so purely for nostalgic reasons, that would probably be in the uh, in the garage. Um, yeah, along with it, it is. Yeah, it was. It's just. Have you seen the new, the new updated version of the of the of the Countach? Yes, and um, I know that people are split about it, but they were like that about the Defender as well. I like new. <laughs> I'm not a person, you know. People moaning about oh, the Defender, it's too expensive. Well, I'm not being funny. It's not going to be the same price as the original one, is it? Get a grip. So. I've liked it since day dot and how the mighty have fallen. All the trolls who came out on the forums now bloody love them and wish they could get one, but they can't get hold of it because the lead times are too long. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, definitely something like that. And then uh, maybe some kind of Ferrari. I, I, I mean, again, I know supercars are one thing, but mm-hmm. I think, um, again, purely for nostalgic reasons, just having watched Mark of Schumacher you know, in my in my early days as a kid, yeah. seeing him win yeah. and that sort of stuff, you know, some kind of link to Ferrari has to maybe be there somewhere. Sporty. Yeah, maybe, yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, that's about it, really, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm still still running it through, but it kind of changes, right? You know, you, you see a new car, you think, oh, my God, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but just on that note, electric, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to get this out there straight away and I've never hidden this fact because I was just um, <laughs> just a part of the London EV show with Shazad and um, I don't drive electric. I've got a diesel, diesel dinosaur, as they like to call it. And uh, having been there, I mean, I was already changing my mind anyway, but having been there, I don't know. I feel like it's absolutely propelled me totally in the direction of 
I'd really like an electric car as my next one. Have you driven an electric car, Mo? Which one have you driven or which ones? It was the, I took the Tesla Model S uh, for a test drive. Mm -hmm. And I guess for me, I'm going to sound sound like an absolutely old fart right now. Uh, But um, it was, it was too different in the sense that, you know, I'm someone who is a creature of habit, right? You know, um, and I got in the car and I was like, right, how do I on it? Right. And then I was like, okay, so how do I change gear? Okay, right. How do I put the radio on? Ah, right. And it was just, it was a bit messy. And I just struggled with this concept of everything being on this screen, mm-hmm. like everything. Um, driving, is it an old Beamer? Which one? It's the three series. Which one though? Uh, 320D. Dirty diesel. You said it was old. Is it? What is it? Yeah, it's a it's a two thousand and six three twenty D. Oh, nice. So yeah, you nice. understand going from that. No disrespect, it's a great car, but going from that to a car with a screen is going to feel different. Yeah. Well, I think you'd was, feel any. Was, you'd feel differently anyway because if you get like a, a twenty one play three twenty three thirty D, they've got a screen. So I don't think it's yeah. Tesla. I think it's that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that. I think it's that. I mean, like, like I was driving along in this Tesla and, like, this this alarm goes off and I couldn't figure out why or how or what was going on. Right. Um, what was the and Did you not have a You know, no, it was fine. It was, I don't know what it was, but it was, I think, if I'm honest, I didn't give it a proper shot. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because now I am, my wife, I'm hoping she's not, she's not, she's not listening. At, at, at some point, at some point, the Model 3 is in my eyesight and I would definitely give that a go. Um, so I'm not, I'm not scarred by Tesla, but um, I would need to really give it some thought. Yeah, I think as well, like you said, it's very annoying when you get in a car and you can't figure out where things are because especially if you're trying to drive or you don't have a lot of time. But if you've got that luxury of time to figure it out, someone's showing you, it improves the experience. But if you didn't, then I understand why you feel that way because it's so annoying. Like, where it, where are things? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't have very long. I need to see, blah, 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 you know. You need some time with a car to understand it, especially when it's new tech. Absolutely. Well, just just link to that somewhat. Um, obviously, she talks cars is is you know I, I'm reading about how you try to focus on those things that specifically women might want to find interesting or useful or value adding for them. Um, tell us some of the things that I guess um, I guess is more bespoke and more relevant and more useful to women uh, because. Often it's about brake horsepower and performance and not the city times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure women have that love as well. They, they, I'm sure they go crazy yeah. over that. But what would you say is kind of like the main kind of things that people often miss out when they're reviewing cars that you perhaps like to focus on a, a little bit more? Um, I mean, it started out as wanting to help women, but as you build something, things change so obviously I still want to help women that's still very important to me but there's a lot of men out there who who don't know everything and um aren't afraid to admit that um so it's for anybody really it's not just for those who it's just not just for women it's not just for those who don't know about cars it's for everybody but um what I like to focus on are things like tech 
people are really fussed about the interior of the car because that's where you're going to spend the time. You're not sat on the roof. You're not looking at it all the time. Oh, that's a pretty car. Well, yeah, it is. You know what? I I began this podcast about a year ago, Mm -hmm. right? And no one, no one has fully said this, that I personally prefer the interior of a car and how that looks, right? So when I see a new car coming out, I'm scrolling through the first like 10 pictures to find the interior, right? right? Yeah, because I'm just like, you know what? I want to know how the infotainment system is sitting and, you know, what is the tech? And has it got Apple Apple CarPlay, Google Play, whatever it is, yeah. right? I'm really into that, but others aren't. Others are like, no, it's all about the exterior. I'm like, what? I don't get that. I think these goods talk about the exterior. A lot of people, I know I am, uh, are attracted to a car based on how it looks. At the end of the day, it's like... The road is your catwalk for a lot of us. Not everybody. Some people are just happy to go from A to B, but that's not me. Um, and it's not many other people as well. And if you're a car person, which you are, aren't you, Mo? It's not just, I mean, you drive a nice car. It's not, it, how it looks is important. So that's great, but it's not the be all and end all because at the end of the day, like I said, you're not set outside it, admiring it all the time. All right, you might look back when you walk away, but most of your time is spent inside the car, so it needs to be comfortable. It needs to have all the kit on it that you need to make your life easier. And that's what it's there for. Things like wireless phone charging. I mean, I don't have that because my car is uh, its two years old now and technology's moved on. Um, but yeah, wireless phone charging, heat seats. I want to be able to move my seat with electric. I don't have to use one of them little old school handles unless, of course, it's something, you know, old and classic or a banger. I don't mind then, but. These things are very important to people. People focus a lot on um, things like how fast can it go? What's it top speed? Hmm, well, what's the top speed of the country, love? Because that's the most important factor. Number two, um, things like people are always talking about, oh, it's got this amount of torque. Most people don't know what torque is. And it's not really that relevant to a lot of people unless you're, you're towing or, you know... Why are you going on about all these technical stats? People don't care. You know, they just want to know if it's if it's electric, how much range do I get? What features does it have? What comes as standard? How big's the boot? How practical is it? Is it comfortable? And then another thing that people often focus on, and this is fine, it's not a criticism, but it's just to show in contrast what I do. So talk about the drive. The whole thing's talk about the drive. Well, this person's never going to be able to sit in, you know, until this person sat in that seat to test it, they might have a completely different opinion to you. So it's very subjective. Um, it's your opinion, you know. Unless there's some really stark bad things like the, the BMW 3 Series, the new ones, uh, stiffer suspension, which is very uncomfortable. And I think everyone would agree with that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I think tech is important. I focus on tech, interior, uh, value for money warranty things like that that's that's what people are bothered about it's the average person right the the, the average joe blogs on the street who wants to buy a new car that's what they're looking at right practicality yeah. affordability I mean, joe is. I mean who's gonna sit in a car unless it's a classic and be happy that it's uncomfortable unless you're driving a piece of history you're not going to be happy indeed indeed what car would you say you're most excited about at the moment, like in, in terms of um, either to be released or it's been released recently? Hmm. There's a few, actually. The Ineos Grenadier, it looks wicked. Um, the Tesla Roadster will be good. Uh, I'm also quite interested in the Q6 e-tron, because I love Audi. 
there's a lot of stuff that's coming out. Some things have been pushed back a little bit. The the Porsche McCann fully electric is going to be coming out and it's not going to look like the existing McCann. Um, there's a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, Ferrari's SUV, interested to see what that does. Uh, I'd, I'd have yeah. a go at saying it, but I've got a history of saying things wrong. Purosangi, Purosangi. That's yeah. That that that's that's the four by four thing, right? The 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 Ferrari SUV. Yes. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can't say. So I'm not even going to try to. Cause I'm going to embarrass myself. Oh go um, on. Yeah, Who one. cares? <laughs> Exactly. Pure sang. Let's call it that. Pure sang. See, it sounds good how you say it. I know. I, I've got a, um, a friend who works for Alfa Romeo, and he always puts the Italian accent on. I just don't get it why. But anyways, it makes him happy, so <laughs> why not? Why not? Um, I guess, uh, finally, um, and this is something that I love to kind of ask. It's a bit depressing, okay. but I'm, I'm going to put it out there. It's not very depressing, but it's it's meant to be empowering and inspiring. Um what would you say is, uh, what would you want your legacy to be? I'd want my legacy to be what it, what it is, really. And I don't want that to sound arrogant, but if I died tomorrow, I'd die happy knowing that I did something. And it's just being able, it's not about the money that you had in the bank, the assets, what crypto you had or whatever. It's not about that. It's about well, for me anyway, it's about how much impact did I have on people's life? How, did I help somebody? I always think you should try and be the person who you needed when you were younger. There's this phrase, I can't claim that's me unless it's not, I wish it was, but um, that phrase always resonates with me and I always like to think about that in my mind when I'm having interactions with people, especially young people. Well, was I the person I needed when I was younger? And that's enough for me. I think, obviously, I can't say that I don't enjoy material things, because I do, but legacy is different. Legacy is not just about what land you can leave to people or how much money you can leave to people. It's not about that, in my opinion. It's definitely about how many people can you touch? How many people can you help? How many people are going to vouch for you on that special day and say to God, that person's a good person that did that for me, you know? That's just, you know what it is? I think, I think, um, that's just so powerful. I think I'm really hoping that young people are listening and can start to begin to change their value system. Cause that's what it comes down mm. to, right? Your, 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 your values. And if, if your number one value is making money or being successful or being famous, um, well, that, that stuff can only come when you're off service. And I, I, I had this quote once again, I'd love to, you know, claim as my, as, as my own, but it was, if you can, your, your your money is reliant upon the number of people that you can touch and inspire and help. And I think if we change our value system to one whereby we're constantly being of service mm-hmm. and helping and being being grateful and just being positive with people, ultimately success comes. And I think I think one of the things that I've taken from this interview is your success has been the result of just helping people as much as possible and not caring so much about what the end outcome is, what the, what the, what the number of likes will be, what the number of followers will be. But just as long as your intention is right and your why is right, then ultimately your community will bring, will, will, will grow. And, um, I think what's amazing is you've built such a thriving community online who comment with their thoughts, their ideas, and they follow you and they look to you for advice, which is amazing. So, um, I'm really hoping that those I've listened, that I've listened to this will take some inspiration from you and hopefully start their own journeys and uh, do what they love doing every single day. 
thank you so much. No, you're welcome. And I hope to whoever's listening, if you want, if you're a female, male, or 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 any other um gender then i would say that even if you're listening to this and you want to do what i'm doing or what mo's doing just do it there's enough food at the table the world's abundant don't think that oh because your friend's doing something or another relative or somebody else that you know is doing something that that's it you can't do it because all you need to do is visit leeds road in bradford or Wilmslow Road, the Curry Mile, anywhere else, and see many successful businesses that all do many similar things, and they're thriving. You go to the supermarket, you go to the fruit and veg aisle, you go to the cosmetics aisle. Do you not think they're all selling the same thing? Yeah, they're thriving, because what you are offering is what somebody might really want, but somebody else might prefer what someone else is offering. And it's abundant. So don't limit yourself because of someone else's success. You can start now. It's never too late. Absolutely. And finally, uh, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me. I'm all over. <laughs> but no, you can find me uh, at she Talks Cars. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn under Abigail Andre, which is my proper name, my Sunday name. And uh, you can find me on TikTok. I'm on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. So pretty much most places i'm on decentraland as well but i'm still figuring that place out and that's before we get to the metaverse i think as as, as i keep being told about this whole new world of metaverse and nfts well, no that, that is the, that is part of the metaverse decentraland oh is that oh, is that what it is, it is. Oh, right. it's a part of yeah and there's nfts in there oh my god i need to get onto that well, i'm still you know figuring what? it out it's very strange but i like it i like doing different stuff that's so cool. Honestly, thank you so You're much from the bottom of my heart for giving us your time, your thoughts, your wisdom. Um, I'm sure many young people and anyone who's listening will, will hopefully get some value from this. And we look forward to hopefully um, seeing you progress to even more heights uh, as we, uh, so as we follow you. Thank you so much. Thank you.